Hey, what's going on? It's Kay Lee and Ben H. from the Man Fuse Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Ben's follow-up meeting with Chris Tuff. That's why they call Ben the king of the follow-up. How did that meeting go? We'll get into it. First off, his house is ridiculous. It's so sick. It's in an area of Atlanta that's super hilly over like north of Buckhead. He lives like, it's almost like a mountain side, mountaintop. He lives on this lot that's like this unbelievable lot where you kind of pull into the driveway and the land falls off all around the house. The house is kind of like built up on side of the land. And then there's like another terrace that the house like sits on a terrace that looks out. It's like an old house, kind of like a Peachtree Park style, uh-huh. 1930s house. So the front has remained, but it's like been built onto. It's like painted black and it has like a pink door and like stone and shit everywhere. It's just sick. Is it a big house? You know, it's probably 3,500 square feet, but that would be a big house in this format. It's a big house. Right, right, right. It's not a big house compared to what you might get in the suburbs or something. But in the 1930s format, it was a huge house. I'm sure it's redone, too. Yeah, beautiful place. And I was familiar with the house because I've seen it on the market. It's gone on and off the market a couple of times. It's a really cool place. So we went over there. He made me some coffee, and we went out on his porch, overlooks the mountainside, and... He told me about some of the stuff he's got going on. He had some questions for me. And ultimately, I had a super inspiring conversation with the guy. What I learned from it, what I came to realize, Chris has this way about him. You kind of like wish you could do what he does. You know what I'm saying? You're like, how do I do what you do kind of a thing? You know what I mean? I kind of identify with that because people come to me in that way with regard to real estate. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, I want to do what you do kind of a thing because they see it from like the outside looking in. Then come to figure out you get them in real estate, you get them involved with the actual job. And they're like, there's, you know, I think there's a 90% turnover in real estate. And so I kind of was going through that with him. I was like, I look at you and I'm like, I want to do what you do. (laughs) I want to be like Chris Tuff. You know what I'm saying? I want to go present to rooms full of people. I want to be passionate about what I'm doing. I want to have that freedom to imagine and visualize and have a team of people who can execute. I can go and present, but all I do is present. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, come to think of it, that's exactly what you do. And I was like, but people come to me about what it is that I do. And I could do that within what I do. I just need to build up the people around me. People at every level are having the same thing. He's like, I just talked to the guy who owns this hotel group. He's miserable. I just talked to the guy that owns this. He's the CEO of this major, because this guy's like billionaires. I just talked to the guy who, you know, controls the money that goes in and out of these nations. And he's asking me about this kind of a thing, you know, and it kind of struck me that it was like, somehow we have two choices. We can either carve out, we can either build the solution that we need for your life. Yeah. And that's hard work. You have to admit where you're weak. You have to admit where you've gone wrong. You have to, you know what I'm saying? You have but to, then you actually have to work at fixing those things. You have to fix those things. You have to put people in place apply to handle them. Yeah. And it's like, there are shortfalls all over the place, but it's like, hey, would you rather build this solution for your life the way that you see it best? Or would you rather just keep spinning inside of someone else's solution or you're going to be a part of someone else's solution. You're going to be fighting yourself on creating, kind of spinning, not hitting the potential that you see for yourself. And so it was super inspiring, man, because even Chris will tell you, hey, 
even though I'm doing the things that I'm doing now, it's like the things that I'm working on are way up here. Is it happening or is it not? And that's how I said, what holds me back from going all the way in is the fear of failure. You get used to succeeding on a certain level and someone else might see that as their higher version of themselves of success. So as I was explaining to Chris that the way he had things set up was like my version of success for myself. To see what he's built in his life is an example to me of exactly what I want to build for myself. Whereas he's trying to build this greater thing and he's even hesitant about going all in because what if he doesn't get it right? Exactly, because he might fail and he might be afraid to fail at that next level for himself. Absolutely. And you know all the failure that it took to get where you are. It was just a super inspiring conversation. And, you know, Chris is a really cool guy. And he kind of asked, what can I do? Like, how can I help you? You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, you're a great example for people like me. You're a great example for all of us. If this is you being true to yourself, then just keep doing that because it's a great inspiration to us. You're making me horny. Yeah, I mean, just (laughs) do what you do. And I was like, I've been sitting here the whole time wondering the same question to myself. But for me to like say, hey, here's how I can solve a problem for you would almost be cocky of me because it's an honor for me just to be here. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I was like, you know, obviously we're doing the podcast. We're on your platform. I was like, you know, we know each other. I was like, if anything comes up, the vision of in my beautiful face shows up in your mind. Just let me know. I'm open to anything. I'm open to any idea. And as I was sitting there talking to him, he was telling me about people that he has been dealing with, sharing with me. He's big about put your stake in the ground. Just say it. What is it? Like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? That you want? What is it that you want? You know what I mean? You ask 90% of the people out there, what do you want? Right. And most of them will be stumped because, A, no one asks them that very often. They don't ask themselves that very often. And so they don't have an answer. Absolutely. And not only that, I mean, that's a great point. And that's so true. But if you think about it too, there's like multiple levels because I might be like, what do I want as it pertains to how I think society wants me to act or how I think my parents want to see me or how I think something else? That's the problem. The problem is you're putting all those other layers, what people expect of you over what you want. You're trying to mold what you want to fit all these different narratives of society, of the media, of family, of your friends, of your kids, of everything. You have all these overlays that like overlay on top of what you really want. Like, no, what do you really, 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 really fucking want? It's got to be defined. You got to know. And so is what you even say you want what you really want? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what would solve the problems that I have before me. I know that version of what I want. We only look at today, ever. We talk about this often. There's really no such thing as yesterday or tomorrow. I mean, yesterday existed, and hopefully tomorrow will come too, but yesterday it was today. And the only way we ever experienced yesterday is by living today. In the present. In the present moment. Which is life. Life is now. It is. 
right it's a now. rhythm of sleeping and waking up and sleeping and waking up and sleeping and waking up. It's like a wavelength. You know, we exist on this like wavelength and frequency. It's like a recording wave. Exactly. It's yeah. Like... Yeah. We go to sleep. We wake up. We go to sleep. We wake up and we're on this frequency. And for most of us living paycheck to paycheck, there you go. 80, 90 percent of people are. That's just a rat race. That's right. That might be a bold statement. But for you to choose the life that you want, what it is you want, mm-hmm. money comes into that equation at some point. Yes. Now, there are some that you meet that money is of no matter. They have enough just to pay their bills and their goals are and they're, you know, might be impacting others, might be volunteering their time, helping others. And that might be what they want. But I would say that's a slim factor of people. Yeah, because uh, we live in a world where economics is the primary force. Consumerism. It's just economics. I mean, we have to, yeah, consumerism, economics, you know, economics and gravity. If someone's not worried about money, it's because they don't need it. They have enough. Otherwise, you're going to worry about money. And you might love what you do to earn money, and that's fine. But what if you freaking break your leg and you can't do what you do? You still need money. Like, that's a concern. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, someone in your family gets sick. Right. And you've got to cough up money for funeral. Right. You've got to cough up money for to live and you can't work. They can't work. Now your money is of an issue. Absolutely. And economics is the primary factor. So because of that, I see a certain amount of money for my life and myself that gives me a feeling that I can be and do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And enjoy the things it you want. It gives me the space that I need. What I really want is space. I want space between the grind and visualization and ideas and concepts and business concepts, presentations, things to services and products to offer or ways of offering the product or service that we offer. And, you know, one thing I know about myself is that I'm great at presenting. I'm really great at presenting. So I'm like, okay. So after my meeting with Chris, he was reading me all of these statements that came from all of these different people. Stake in the ground. And he, by the way, hasn't had a drink in six years. Wow. Did he have a problem at one point? No, actually, he didn't. His brother, Ben, did. If you missed our episode with Chris Tuff, he told the story of his brother who was going through some issues with, I don't remember if it was drugs and alcohol, and he got sober. Yeah. And he swam through shark-infested waters, and now they're doing a documentary. Like in Antarctica. Yeah, I don't know that shark-infested waters are in No, he swam across, I think it was, what, San Francisco Bay or something like that? Yeah, something stupid. Where sharks were, like, all around him, and he had something on him that was repelling the sharks. Right. And they were doing a documentary on him, because it was a fascinating story, and it was a story of his fight to get sober. And that's Ben Tuff. You can look him up on Netflix, the documentary, T-U-F-F. That's awesome. So because of his brother, is that why he just stopped drinking? You know, his brother kind of came upon this. And I think after he had been sober for a little while, Chris was like, I like beer. I mean, I probably drank a six pack a week or something like that. I never drank a lot. I've never really been like someone to get drunk. You know what I mean? He's like, but it's interesting because when I did the exercise, what I realized was having over like 200 drinks a year. And, you know, again, a lot of the things that we talk about are not based upon the way that society looks at it because that could immediately trigger defense mechanism within you 
You know what I mean? And you're going to say, oh, well, that's not an alcohol problem, or that's not an alcoholic, or that's not a this. Then or, you justify. And you're justifying it based on, you know, you're really just defending your own actions. But point being, put all that bullshit aside. He looked at it and he said, wow, that's like 200 drinks a year. And then his brother was like, yeah, exactly. So you may not abuse it like I did. Did you even realize you were drinking 200 beers a year? Like, <laughs> Do you want to drink that much? You yeah. And we all know, as we discussed on a previous episode recently uh, called The Alcohol Relationship, where right. Ben H. was digging deep and yeah. the book This Naked Mind was really opening your eyes to your relationship with alcohol and the damage cycle that you get into. And, and there's a connection there, too, by the way, because Chris is the one who gave the book to Bert. Gotcha. And because Bert was reading it, you and your wife knew about it and began reading it. Did and, you tell Chris that? Yeah, I did. And your wife gave it to me. When I told it, I said, listen, man, I'm reading this book. I sent him something. I've sent him a couple things. And I was just like, hey, just want to let you know I'm reading this book. It's an incredible book, you know? So I've been sharing that with a lot of people. I'm just being like, hey, you got to check this out kind of a thing. He was like, it's a beautiful book. He was like, I've, I've read it a number of times. Also, I gave it to Bert and it's really changed his life. Well, that's freaking crazy because- Kaylee and his wife got it because Bert was reading it and he said it had done such great things for them. And it was Kaylee's wife, Erin, who gave the book to me. So thank you. <laughs> that's got to make him feel pretty good, though, think, that, yeah, because course. that's yeah. the power of information. And it's right. like when you've read a book, I've always was told that, you know, when you read a great book, there are some books that I like to make my notes and I like to keep it and stuff. But sharing the book. Yeah. Handing it to somebody. Yeah. The best way to pay it forward if, 100%, if, they, if they're yeah. able to read it because the Absolutely. knowledge you gain, what the knowledge in certain books and stuff like that could be so, it could be life changing. I don't think this book reads the same as an audio book. There's just no way. You know what I mean? Like right, for uh, you to absorb the words as you're reading them yeah, and taking them. I don't think it would have had the same impact on me had I listened to it on as an audiobook. What if the pipes were my golden pipes? Then maybe. Be... I think the chances would have gone up. The tingle Because the level of engagement. Yeah, the tingle. No, but you know what I'm saying? Because what am I doing? I'm checking my email. I'm checking my text. I'm driving down the road. I'm picking up a phone call. Somebody's cutting me off in traffic. You Fuck know what you, I mean? jerkbag! Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, this lady's telling me not to drink. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know. Yeah, you're not there, quiet, absorbing the words as you're reading it. And, and, and reflecting. You know, a good book like that, I read many of those pages three or four times. Oh, absolutely. You know, actually, 75 Hard was a great format for that book because you only have to read 10 pages. It took me forever to read 10 pages in that book. Forever. You know what I mean? Really? Yes, because of how delicately I was into the material. I fall asleep. I mean, it'd take me an hour to read 10 pages. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like, right. <laughs> whereas, you know, in some books, you just blow through 10 pages in 10 minutes right? right 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 15 minutes like whatever you know what I mean? absolutely so anyways man it was a great meeting and as i was driving up here i thought of my own stake in the ground and i sent it to chris before i walked in here now that's what you were doing in the car well no actually i was talking to somebody on the phone in the car <laughs> i did this while i was driving and here's what it says it says the money part I net over $1 million per year by doing the job of presenting. I am passionate about and love the product slash service as myself or an extension of myself. By the time I get to the prospect, all of the preceding work is done by someone who's excellent. Likewise, the resulting work will be handled by people who are 
absolutely excellent. I am free to visualize and imagine possibilities. My team is prepared to tackle anything at a high level. So obviously there's a lot of blanks in there. There's a big fill in the well, blank. You could be talking about real estate. You could be talking about. That's right. I think a part of me crafting that statement is to be able to get more specific, but that's the beginning. So that's your stake in the ground. That's my stake in the ground. That's what I'm going to point. That's what you want. That is the way of me living. You know, I could have said $10 million, but I don't really need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we may be generating $10 million, but I need to net a million or more. That gives me the space. That gives me the land. But, you know, that, but if you, you get know. to that point, it's much easier to turn that into $10 million. Of course, and maybe we will, but that's got to be the low watermark for me. I could be higher than that. I could be lower than that. You know, netting seven or $800,000 a year would not be a bad thing, okay? Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not netting that much now. There's a way there. But the point is that it's my job, my real job right now for my life is to build a team of people around me. You know what I'm saying? who are excellent at doing whatever it is that happens before and after. So for real estate, I can outline that specifically. You know what I'm saying? It could be there's a company out there which has a product or service that I love. And all they need is someone like myself who can go present it to someone who's going to order a fucking million copies. You know what I'm saying? They don't need me to do anything than go over there and present the shit and get the deal signed. Those are the kinds of things that I'm perfect for. The point is that I can't keep doing everything. No. I just can't. And my interactions with Chris from the first time we talked on this podcast, and I hate listening to that podcast. I remember how I felt, and I felt so vulnerable because it was just like getting punched right between the freaking chest. You know, I wasn't ready for it, but it's amounted to a lot thus far so i appreciate well, you were super inspired after the you were pumped up you had a focus you heard what as much as you're saying now that it was a punch to the chest but you even said that was what you needed to hear absolutely it uncovered the truth it uncovered the truth sometimes the truth hurts well yeah and the thing is that the truth hurts but you're glad you know it you know what i'm saying <laughs> kind of a thing and maybe you already knew it but you just didn't know how to say it or identify it or define it in a way that actionable steps could be created around it to create a situation that would eradicate it kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, it's all part of the Manfused podcast journey because there was a point where we had inflated numbers on RSS and it was awesome, you know? And it wasn't until we decided to go to Burt's platform that we knew what the real numbers were. You know what I'm saying? Depressing. <laughs> you know, and but real. I had a hard time accepting that. You and, did. And I honestly, I was just like, let's just go back to where we were and just keep getting lied to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. getting lied to is, <laughs> is a much, it's like when your girl goes, oh, it's the biggest dick I've ever had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know it isn't. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. Keep lying. Keep telling me my member's biggest thing you've ever seen. It's the perfect cop. It's the biggest one I've seen in the last 10 years yeah. since we've been together. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. And that would be good news, too, by yeah. the way.
But yeah, I mean, it's a part of that journey. And you said, like, I think it's important for us to go over and do these things for A, B, and C. And I was like, look, ultimately, that's what we'll go with. If you feel that way, let's go with that. Because I'm not really sure. But if you're sure, then let's go with sure. And I'm glad we did because you look at everything that's happened as a result of that. Our podcast has changed. Our audience has grown. Our effect has been much more. Our communication with our audience has increased. We've started to monetize. We're monetizing. I we mean, had Manfuse Productions. Yeah. That concept has been born. Right, exactly. And, and it is ready to go. We are still working on our first clients. Nothing happens typically in a day. And I always realize that. So Chris Tuff, he said it takes three years to build anything. doesn't matter what it is. He says, and I know, he said, you're just like me. So you're sitting there going, bullshit. I can build something faster than that. He said, I'm telling you, anything you want to build, it takes three years. To build it to a point where it's lucrative? Yeah, probably to where you see it being. The reason why you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. The big picture. You don't do something to do it small. At least I don't. I know you don't either. So maybe some people do, but we don't do anything to do it small. And you have to, for anybody building anything, even following that model, which is true because when I got my foot in the radio station, I owned part of Psycho Tattoo 2 in Sandy Springs, which was giving me enough money to pursue getting into radio at 29 years old, which... You know, most people get in a lot younger. It's more of a younger person's game, you know, to get in. Yes. I wasn't an intern. I was able to get in under the radar of corporate, which you're not even supposed to be in there unless you're getting credit for being an intern. So you have to be getting school credit. And I wasn't, but it took me two and a half, three years before I actually got hired. Had I arrived? No. But that gave me in yeah. on the Burt Show. It took three or four years to get in. I mean, you go back to day Burt one. Show. How far away were you from being in at the Burt? I mean, three or four, four years year. away. Three years. <laughs> yeah. Three years of hard work and dedication. It wasn't hard work. Yeah. It was dedication. Yeah. Delayed gratification. Yeah. Which is what you have to practice. Yes. With anything. If you're yes. wanting an immediate result. When you are building something or going after something, chances are you ain't going to get it. And that cuts out 90% of anybody right right off the bat. Real estate, you go get your license. They teach you how to hopefully not fuck anything up for your broker, but they don't teach you how to build a business. They don't teach you anything. As far as building a business. They just teach you the law. Does that show you even the slightest inkling of how to build a solid business? Absolutely not. deal with prospecting deal with client no that's right so how long did it take you to three years at least to build your real estate business to where Uh, it's absolutely i mean there have been i can look back at my journey through real estate the first or second time this well there well i mean just this time let's say over the past 10 years and there have been basically three year periods you know what i'm saying there was the period from when i started to the time when I was able to expand and scale and build a team. Then there was the time from I started to scale to build a team where I actually had a successful team scaled. That's the second three-year term. Then there was the time when Jennifer got pregnant and I decided that here I was 270 pounds, completely stressed out, overweight. It made me look at myself in the mirror when I learned that she was pregnant. Hold on, back up. 270 pounds. If you look up my name on the internet and you look up the funniest realtor 
Remember when I did yeah, that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. about 270 when I did that show. Check that show out. I carry weight good because I'm a pretty stout guy. Ooh. I would look stout if I had no fat. And I remember um, Ben has joked around, and, and I know in the back of his mind, he's like, fuck my metabolism. Ben's yeah. like, I could eat bad one weekend yeah. and my pants won't fit on yeah, Monday. It's true. It's so true. It's always been that way. The point is, when I heard Jen was pregnant, you know, I downsized my team and I said, I'm going to become more of a luxury real estate agent. And I'm going to get my broker's license and I'm going to train realtors. Well, I did that for three years. And then I moved to Milton about two years ago because I realized that actually with someone who had 120 people in his coaching program, that 99% of my time was being wasted because I was dealing with people who didn't really want what they said they wanted or really didn't know what they wanted. And that's when you were at Keller Williams. That's right. And you were hired on. Yes. To motivate and teach. I was able to do my luxury business and I was able to be a coach. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. But it ran its course because much of my time was wasted. I think of all the time I'm using presenting to these people who don't even listen to me. Who are not applying They're what not, it is yeah. you're teaching. And take that same and go present to people who own horse farms and beautiful homes and luxury property. And how's your time better spent? So now I'm two years into that journey and here I am. Right. Everything is going pretty well, but I'm incredibly stressed because I'm doing everything. And I have people around me. It's not that I don't. I just don't even have even close to the level of skill around me that I need. Yeah. You me know, neither. Because while we are a little over one year in to this yes. concept, to this business of man-fused media. Yes. Right? Man-fused media. That's right. I, as you have dictated before and you have said. You do everything. I do everything. Yeah. I handle everything. You do. And, I mean, yes, you make the time to get in here. This needs to be something where we've got editors now for the Manfuse Productions who we are now employing. We still, because this is a you thing too, I know you have ideas for this concept that you don't have time to execute. We need a Many. staff of people, an assistant that's going to handle some of Manfuse Productions, that's going to handle some of Manfuse Podcast. We have other ideas and concepts for products that, you know, we haven't even gotten, had time to touch because you haven't had time. I've had to pump the brakes on it because we need help. And everybody out there is running the same journey. You know what I'm saying? These are our stories. And everybody that's listening is a part of our story because they're a part of the, our audience, the Man Fuse podcast. You know what I'm saying? And yet, I know somebody that's listening to this right now. He's in Tallahassee, Florida. He's driving around in his truck and he's going, exactly. You know, it's my boy, Gary. I love Gary. Gary, I love too. If you want to have reference to who Gary is, if I need to remind you, he is the gentleman that was staying at Ben's as a guest during his wife's 40th birthday party. Correct. When an unknown man. Unknown. Rubbed his asshole on Ben's huh. silk sheets. Just got bamboo. in Gary's bed, butt yeah, naked. Got in Gary's bed. And rubbed his butthole Butt like naked. a dog itching his ass as he scooted off the bed. Anyway, I know we referenced previous podcasts, but that's why you need to go listen to some of these if you have not. But yeah, delayed gratification, getting back. That right there will be the determining factor if you can live with that. 
that doesn't mean you won't receive any financial benefit during your journey. Yeah. But I'm talking to get to where you want that three years, what Chris Tuff was telling Ben, what he told you today. It's going to take you three years. Using that timeline, that checkpoint, you're going to be working and you're not getting paid for every hour and for every minute that you spend on it. And chances are it's going to be a second job unless you have enough money to get you through that three years to where you don't, that's all you focus on. That's right. This is a second job for you, second project for you or a third project. You know, we got a number of them. I mean, that delayed gratification is huge. And I mean, if I can't stress anything enough and being able to practice that, I've always been good at practicing that. I've always been good. I'm horrible at it. (laughs) I'm good at it. That's how I've gotten my foot in the door. Yeah. Almost everywhere. Delayed gratification. Right. I mean, you have to. When I got into real estate, I mean, when I got into psycho tattoo, where I got into the radio, I mean, you have to practice it. You're building something from scratch building that team around you. You know what I mean? So anyway, it was a good meeting. Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to spend a little time talking about Chris. If you... Yeah, I wanted to surprise you with that. Thank you. Now I'm surprised he didn't invite me over to his house to talk to me because he doesn't care. Chris Tuff, by the way, if you did not hear the episode, it is an amazing episode. He is an amazing person. He is an author, a keynote speaker. He wrote a book called Savior Asks. He wrote a book called The Millennial Whisperer. Check those books out. Check him out. You want to be inspired? He is a great example of somebody who is not only inspiring, but who can teach you a lot, even if you never get to meet him. Anyway, Chris Tuff, we love you here on the Man Fuse Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Man Fuse podcast. Find our show on any podcast platform. Hit us up at 770-744-5227 or by going to manfused.com. Thanks for listening.